0: Hello, YouTube. Be sure and hit that like and subscribe button, notification bell, so that when we have a new video that comes out, you'll be the first to get a hold of it. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it contains many, many words and many numbers. We're going to be looking at the numbers that are found in the Bible. You see, God is the author of numbers. In fact, the entire universe is made up of math. It is structured based on math. Your brain is structured based on math. The signals that your brain sends are all based on math. It's digital, just like a computer. Everything has a structure and an order from the scale of a fish to uh, your DNA and it's all mathematically explainable and reducible. Everything except the soul that is. So when God wrote the Bible, you would expect to find it to be mathematically perfect. You'd expect to find it consistent with the rest of nature, if his fingerprints are on it. Look up in a concordance, which I did, the word repent, and look up repentance, repenting, repented, and repenteth. Those are the different ways repent is used in the Bible. And I found that it appears 112 times in all. Now, in my concordance, it doesn't appear that many times, about 105 In Strong's hardback, it only appears 111 times. But if you take the time to actually count them yourself, it appears 112 times in the King James Bible. Now, some of the other Bibles, it'll be 15 or 20 times less because they're uncomfortable with the doctrine. So they remove the word where they won't. So of the 112 times it says repent, 39 times are in reference to God repenting. Did you know God repents? We're going to talk about that in the next lesson. God repents. 39 times the Bible references God repenting or not repenting. That's the number of books in the Old Testament. And none of the references of God repenting or not repenting are in the New Testament. They're all in the Old Testament. The 39 references are found in the 39 books of the Old Covenant. And then 66 times among those 112, man is repenting. Sixty-six is the number of books in the Bible, the number of times man repents or doesn't. And there happens to be, and I just accidentally ran across this as I was, I studied this back before I had a computer, and I actually took old Bibles and cut out every verse on repentance every time it appeared and laid all 112 of them on a table in front of me. And so then I start grouping them into... uh, God repenting, and that's how I found the numbers, and man repenting. And and then I saw that uh, there was some subgroups, actually six groups of six in the 66 that refer to man repenting, and it just happens that six is the number of man. The Bible's got God's fingerprints all over it. Six-time man's repentance regarding sin or God in the Bible. Six times John the Baptist preaches repentance. Six times repentance and baptism are mentioned together. Six times the apostles, excluding Paul, preached repentance. Six times the book of Revelation says sinners will not repent. Six times in the book of Revelation the church is called to repentance. Six of 66 having to do with man. Now Pertaining to God repenting or not repenting, seven times God is sending judgment on the people for their sin. Seven times God is determined not to repent. He said, I will not repent. And then seven times God will not repent in regarding to a judgment that he has sent. And then regarding something non-religious, there's seven times repentance appears Something that doesn't have to do with salvation or anything like that. And then seven times there's a man-to-man repentance. A man repents before a man, and it has nothing to do with God or salvation or anything like that. So there's those five groups of seven. Now, all references to repent of sins, repentative sins, or repentance from sin. What we're going to do, we're going to take our computer. We're going to type in parentheses, repent of sins close parentheses, repented of sins, repentance from sin. So every time the Bible uses one of those phrases, we're going to find it and study it, see what it's got to say. So we will open our Bibles and we'll go through and find all those verses where it says that what happened to them. Surely they must be in there somewhere. There's got to be, sorry, what? The phrase you're looking for cannot be found. It's not in the Bible, none of those phrases. You mean the term repent of sin doesn't appear in the Bible? Never, not once. Repent from sin? Not once. Then where did it come from? Religion. God didn't say it. Apostles never said it. It's a made-up doctrine. Not once. Repent of sins is not in the Bible. And I know that's a shock to you. Now, if you've got a new international version, then it, 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 it will use it. Why? Because it does not translate the Greek. What it does is renders the Bible in everyday popular language with popular doctrine. So it is an interpretation of what the Bible says, not a translation along with the other 300 English Bibles that are available to you today. So be willing to turn from your sins. Let's search that then and see what the Bible's got to say about uh, repent and turn. Let's look up those two words together. We'll just type in into our computer, repent, turn. And so it's going to find any verse in the Bible that's got those two words in it in any order, anywhere, on any subject. Repent and turn, so we've typed that in, and oh, found one, uh, if he trespass against thee seven times in a day and seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him, found one that had turn and repent in it Of course, it's not about you turning from your sin that's uh that's something else about a man forgiving a man for personal violations against him uh so that one wouldn't apply to our subject. Here's one, the only one, where repent and turn is used together. But showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn from sin. Repent and turn to God. Didn't say return turn from sin. It didn't say... You need to want to turn from sin. It said you need to repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. So instead of turning from your sin, it says turn to God. That's kind of like the bomb turning to the hamburger, right? In the process, when you turn to God, you will begin turning from sin. But, you know, it's a lifetime experience. If you were to try to quantitate the turn from sin, none of us have done it enough to be saved. So there's no willing to turn from your sins anywhere in the Bible as a condition to being saved. Not only is the phrase not there, the concept is not there. Now I know this is strange to many of you seeing this and making you mad The reason it is is because this has been a dear doctrine to you all your life. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, I know what he's saying. He's saying people can just go on sinning after they get saved. I know what you're saying. You're wrong. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying at all. I've got the cure from the book of Romans (coughs) of sinning, the cure on how to stop sinning. And it's not to tell a lost man he needs to quit so he can come to God. And by the way, how many people have you ever led to the Lord doing that? Me neither. (laughs) Okay, repentance from something and to something. So, from what and to what must one turn? That's the question in repentance. When he says repentance must be preached, repentance turning what? Turning where? Turning how? Turning from what? Turning to what? So, we research in our Bibles repent toward, repent to, and repent from. That gives us the direction, because repentance is a turn in some direction, right? So we look up every time that's appeared. It's going to be there. I'm not fooling you again, okay? So we're going to find it this time. And now I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. This is Paul's gospel message, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, universal message, Here's what he taught, repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Paul's summary of his gospel approach to Jews and Gentiles alike. Repentance toward God. Finally, we have a direction. What do you repent from? What do you repent to? You repent to God. You turn toward God and have faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice The repentance is toward God, God the Father, the eternal God, the God of the Old Testament, toward uh, faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. The faith is in what he did in his finished work. And then we read Hebrews 6. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on under perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from, now we've got the word from, dead works. He's giving us the very foundation of getting saved, being born again, accepted by God. Gives us a little list, and in this he starts off with repentance from dead works. That's the foundation of your salvation. Now, if the church of Christ were right, that should say repentance from sin. If many of the Baptists were right, that would say, be willing to repent of your sin. Be willing to give them up. That never appears. What appears? He says repentance from dead works. What's a dead work? Dead works are defined in the Bible. Dead works are those works that we do to please God and be acceptable to him. You know what the biggest dead work in the world is? Repentance from sin. That's the biggest dead work there is. The idea that you can turn from your sin and make yourself acceptable to God, that's a dead work. It's a work you're doing in anticipation of becoming a Christian, in preparation for becoming a Christian. And God rejects that dead work, repentance from dead works, and the faith toward God. There's the from and to. Repentance from the dead works, faith toward God. What are are your dead works? Some people, it's water baptism. Some people, it's going to church. Some people, it's praying. Some people, it's reading their Bible. Some people, it's wearing plain clothes. Some people, it's head coverings. Some people, it's the diet they have. It's their worship patterns. People have all kinds of dead works that they do to try to please God. Now, repentance is unto belief. Look at this passage. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not. Jesus is rebuking them for rejecting John. But the publicans, a rank sinner, and the harlots believed him. See, so said, the low-class scum believed on Jesus, but you high-class Jews did not. And ye, when you have seen it, repented not afterward having seen him die, buried, and raised again, see the miracles, afterward you still didn't repent. Now what does he mean, repent? That ye might believe him. So Jesus is defining the repentance they failed to do as believing God. The publicans and harlots believed, but they repented not. So belief and repentance are synonyms there. Repented not is stating it neg- negatively. Belief is stating it positively, that ye might believe him. Repentance and belief are one event, two sides of the same coin. One side of the coin is repent. That's the negative statement. One side of the coin is belief. That's stating it positively. We'll go into this in following lessons, but Jesus never told a sinner to repent. The only people he told to repent were the scribes and Pharisees who were hanging on to their good works. He told them to repent from their dead works. All of the sinners he came across, publicans and sinners and harlots, he didn't tell them to repent. He told them to believe. Why? Because They already were in a lowly state, and they didn't have any hope. They were hopeless. He just gave them hope. But those who had a false hope, he told them to repent of their false hope, turn from their dead works, and believe the gospel.